You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Keep it here for more Mornings with Kelly and Steve. Call or text them now at 800-969-9467. You know, Danny Goki just trying to jump in on my jam right now because we're about to talk about an article with Nancy Fitzgerald of Anchors Away that was published by the Pew Research. We'll link to this Mm -hmm. over in our Facebook page. Uh, But this did come through uh, Christianity, uh, Christian Post. And it cites that in our new Congress, the 117th Congress, which just began its session, Nearly 9 in 10 describe themselves as being Christian. And the list that they have put forth is a list of Congress that is made up and the number of individuals and their affiliation, whether they be Protestant, Baptist, Methodist, under these different denominations. And one of the things that we have got to be careful about is the definitions here, because as we go through this list, we do see others included, Buddhist and Hindu, uh, unaffiliated folks, Jewish as well as Orthodox Christian. But this is an important conversation for us to have as not only a nation, but as Christians, why we should be discussing and actually studying other religions. And Paul talks about this in Acts 17. We are to engage with non-Christian religions, right? This is, he says, I was all things to all people that I may win but a few. Well, we have to be in the world. We must be among other people. We can't simply just stay within our pod and be effective for Christ. So Nancy Fitzgerald of Anchors Away joining us to talk specifically about Unitarian and Mormonism in the context of this list. Good morning to you, Nancy. Good morning, Steve. I'm excited about the conversation because, you know, all too often culture will make too ambiguous a statement about who Christian, uh, what Christianity is. And there are other biblical, you know, responses that we've got to address because many of these groups don't believe that Jesus was God. They don't believe he was uh, part of the Trinity. They don't believe in the Trinity. Um, there are so many different things that we have false beliefs that we say even that there are many ways to God and to heaven, not just a singular one, but we know that that is not true. So this is important. So why do we need to arm ourselves with this information in the world? Yes. Well, first of all, Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. So uh, Jesus claimed to be God and proved it when he died and rose again. The issue has always been Christ uh, and Christ alone. So in, in looking at this and, and why does it matter, it, it matters for our own, the, our own way of living, that we know the truth. And my heart breaks to know there are so many amazing people out there who have been fed the lie and have not even considered Christ as their Savior, but rather just a good person who lived. And 
uh, if that, or a prophet. But God does not give us that choice. You know, he who has a son has life. And that's why it's so critical uh, that we get this. And, and uh, again, Steve, our call from God is to love him and to love others. His, his direction was for that we were to go to the world and disciples. So if we don't know God and we really don't know what we believe, then how do we disciple people? And yeah. most people will default will default because they don't know any better and they don't want to cause any ruffles, you know. Uh, so they'll say, it's okay, whatever you believe is fine, just as long as you're a good person. And that is not the gospel. Yeah. That is not why God died on a cross. So we would be nice to one another. And, you know, I, I you just feel like kind of a bully in telling people this, but we're called to do it, to disciple. And again, Steve, this is why I do what I do. Only 4% of, of people or 8% of people really are living out their faith. And only 2% can tell you why they believe. We're a mess as a Christian community. I'm so glad you're doing this this morning because we really need to set it straight. We're not condemning people who don't believe in Jesus. We're just simply saying this is what Christ said. This is the way to salvation. And we're not condemning people. We're condemning what they believe. Well, we see so much of Paul's writing as encouragement yeah. and warning, right? That's the two right. sides of his primary coin, which is, I want to encourage you in his writing. He, he's basically saying, I want to encourage you to engage those who are around you, right? Be that build bridge, uh, b- bridge builder. Yeah. <laughs> be yeah, the so. bridge builder to <laughs> those who are around you, but also yeah. be knowledgeable, be forewarned. There are false right. teachers that are absorbed right. into these cultures that are around us. And, you know, right. as as Christians today, there are probably more than more different belief systems than what they faced back in their day. And when we right. look at this list from the Pew Research, we see the different denominations, Christendom, which is showing Protestant, Baptism, Methodist, Anglican, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Congregationalist, right. non-denoms, uh, Pentecostals, Restorationist, Adventist, I'm re- just going mm-hmm. through the list, Reformed, Pious, mm-hmm. and then Catholic, Mormon, Orthodox, Christian. And those are all lumped in under Christianity before we ever yeah. even get to Buddhism, Muslim, Hinduism, uh, Jewish culture. And in this makeup here, 88% fall into this Christian definition. Uh-huh. However, what I couldn't help was that we're seeing a there's a small number that we're saying, okay, there's Mormon marked as uh, there are nine members who were marked as uh, Mormon, and then those who are Unitarian in and three additional. So when we look at these numbers that they're sort of rolling up under that um, title, we've got to examine the belief systems of those because they don't fall into line with biblical Christianity, that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, that the Bible was originally, though written in uh, Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek, is God's inspired word, that God is the Trinity. He is Father, Son, Holy Spirit in one, yet separate and Mm -hmm. equal in all parts. All of these Mm -hmm. things, we've got to understand that 
these, and we'll, we'll focus today on Mormonism and unity, of the fact that that is not the belief system. When we look at their belief system and say, does it line, align with biblical Christianity, there are some great chasms of disparity there. Huge. I mean, absolutely huge. Take Mormonism, for example. Um, again, we are not condemning people. I'm going to just scream this. We are not condemning Correct. anybody yeah, no. who believes in this. But what they believe is evil, and it's a lie. And it is keeping them from salvation. It is keeping them from being set free, as we talked about earlier, yes. in Christ, to become a child, not to become under the yoke of religion and or a cult. Um, uh, uh, so let's just talk, if, if we can, for a minute about what Mormons believe. Their words are the same as Christian words. They identify as Christians, many of them, assuming that they are Christians. They have been falsely led in this. But with that aside, they use Christian words. And we see here, for example, in Mormonism, they will say, God is my Father in heaven. And we think about that, we hear it, and we say, well, that makes sense from a Christian perspective. But to go on and ask, who do you say your father is? Tell me about who your God is. The Mormon meaning, meaning of God, my father, is God is a six-foot physical exalted man. His name is Elohim. Once only a mere human, he had to learn to become God. And he has a father. And there are many gods above him. He is only the, quote, God of this universe. Now, that's from their doctrine, so I'm just telling you. Christian meaning is even though God is a personal being, God the Father has never been human. He is creator, and we are the creator. God the Father has created the entire universe. God meaning, in this sense, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, present at the creation of the universe. He is the head of the Trinity, God the Father. All things are subject to him. There is nothing, no one, who is above him. That is our Father. That is God. And the huge difference be between it. Um, uh, Jesus is God's Son. It's another thing they believe. We said, yes, absolutely. He's the hub of the Christian faith. But the Mormons believe this. They say, Jesus Christ was a spirit baby born to Heavenly Father and one of his goddess wives, Heavenly Mother. They named him Jehovah. God is married to many women, and he cannot create anything from nothing. He had to have sex with his wife in, in, in order to produce Jesus pre-mortally, as well as all humanity by the same method. Lucifer, the devil is also one of Jesus' spirit brothers. Yes. Now, this is coming from their own work. And, and again, I will make this available to anybody who wants me to send them a book, but the Christian meaning, Jesus is God's son, shares all the qualities of God himself. He lacks nothing. As such, he has never came into being because he has always been. In addition, Jesus has the power over the devil. The devil never has been a spiritual equal to Jesus. 
He is a fallen angel, and all angels are subject to Christ. There you have it. Well, one of the things that here <coughs> is a, a deep tenet of the Mormon belief is that God the Father was actually once man, that he progressed to yeah. Godship, um, that yeah. there's a physical body, that he has that uh, wife. There is no trinity amongst him. Yeah. Um, this is the thing that we then have to look beyond that, which says that people who are worthy, us, human beings, will become gods ourselves in that yeah, right. in the context of that belief system. Right. And the Mormon meaning of, of Jesus Christ is God. Morning meaning is, yeah, Jesus Christ is, oh, a God. One of possible billions of gods. The Mormons are forbidden to worship and pray to him. See, they are not to have a personal relationship with him. And, of course, the Trinity is, is that there is only one God, not multiple gods. Uh, as part of the Trinity, Jesus possesses the same di uh, divine characteristics or nature of God the Father. And we are to worship him. <clears throat> so that just is so clear here. Yeah. The difference between the two. Either you believe that Jesus is God or you don't. Uh, but, I, I, again, if he's not God, there's no salvation. If there's not God, he's a liar or a lunatic, as C.S. Lewis would say. Yes. So it's up to us, then, not to condemn the person. But, but again, Steve, this gets back to a bit of this morning. If we are called to go and disciple, and we believe that Mormons are Christians, there's no reason, really, for us to share the gospel with them or to have a conversation. Tell me about your God. Yeah. You know, and follow it up with questions. You know, where do you get that information, and how do you know it's true? And well, for the Christian, we, we believe that Jesus is God because he proved it on the cross. There's more historical evidence that he died and rose again than any other event in the history of mankind. Yeah, yeah. And it's and when you, you really <laughs> do study this and you understand uh, God's Word itself, is the Bible mm -hmm. true? Is that the one true source? Uh, the, the evidence that is built for that is remarkable. We continue our discussion and unpacking what Christianity's definition is and how when we put groups uh, and affiliations and denominations together, how easy it is for people to blend and make an assumption that some of the belief systems are many of the same things. You know, we live in a culture that says, well, we can all get to God from different avenues. Well, Scripture tells us that is not the case. Uh, there is only one way to the Father, and that is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we're looking at two different ones. We just finished talking about Mormonism and some of the belief systems in their um, their religion. And, and ultimately, uh, this is one of the things that really strikes me about this, is anything where we're seeing laws, right? Where we're seeing no this, no that, no alcohol, tobacco, coffee, or tea, or these things. Um, we've got to be mindful and, and watchful of those things. And so uh, if those are things that you are hearing in your church, be mindful of that. Uh, and do take time to step back and, and examine it, because in biblical Christianity— we are founded upon the fact that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the promised one who is the Redeemer, who died upon the cross, 
who came back resurrected in his body, witnessed by hundreds of people, accounts written and captured in God's Word that has survived millennia. And we actually have the most evidence of that writing than any other written document in the world. But mm-hmm. yet we still dispute it and say, no, nope, just some guys wrote that. That's not God's Word. It is God's Word. And we see these belief systems, but again, when we have a culture that says, hey, all roads lead to heaven, well, guess what? There are a lot of people who miss that narrow path and that narrow gate. And Nancy Fitzgerald of Anchors Away Worldview Ministry is joining us to talk about these. We just finished up on Mormonism. But one that we see uh, is is focused, you know, universalism is one area that um, we we have bits of Christianity. But then when we tie this all together, if you just throw Christian into the name or Christianity into the name, there's an automatic assumption. And that is the case with the Unity School of Christianity, which was founded yeah. um, just actually in the uh, late 1800s. And mm-hmm. they have a massive publishing arm, uh, and right. there are magazines and devotions that are spread all throughout the world in homes everywhere, but people aren't aware of what is truly in those words. And so let's talk yeah. about the Unity School of Christianity compared to Christianity, because death doesn't even exist in their belief system. There is no heaven nor hell. There are many beliefs that are completely off from biblical Christianity. How do we make sense of this, Nancy? Yeah, and again, uh, we make sense by knowing the truth and comparing it to the Scripture. Yes. But as you, as you say, when, when you have a belief system that that rejects the very basics, you know, you know, invisible power. God is interchangeable with pr- principle and mind and 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 all of this stuff. Where all of a sudden, it's it this universalism it, it stresses the use of reason and modifications of beliefs, and they are open to any other religion, uh, non Christian religions especially. That, that they would adopt some of their principles as well. Uh, if Christ was a teacher uh, uh, and worthy of, of imitation, uh, but he was not held as being d- divine. And so we see massive altercation from the truth of, of who God really is through the scriptures. And uh, this whole idea of, of how to be saved and their answer is by recognizing that Jesus pers- each person is as much a son of God as Jesus is. There is no evil. Right. There is no devil. There's no sin, no poverty, no old age, which, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, a person is reincarnated until he learns the truth and becomes perfect. So that is just blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy from beginning to end. But it's this idea, uh, uh, Steve, it takes us back uh, to the garden in, in Genesis 3, that, that Lucifer, the highest angel in heaven, wanted to be God. And that, it, with that, that with sin and Christ exited him from heaven 
down to earth along with a third of the angels. <coughs> so what was the lie? With Adam and Eve, he promised they could be as God. And that God really needed to be questioned. Did God really say, you know, this idea, did you really believe him? You are an idiot. You are God. You yeah. can be, become a God. And that this religion is out of the mouth of Satan himself. That God, uh, Jesus Christ is not God. And you can do whatever, whatever you want. Um, and, and it is just absolutely pathetic that you can become God. And so many other religions, New Age religions, too, uh, believe that you can become God. Most cults would tell you that you can become a God. Yeah. And the leaders themselves purport to be the God, which is how they gather people to follow them. Or they yeah. will use the interchangeable word of being a prophet, right? <laughs> that is yes. danger that we all see. And, you know, I mean, there's not... Um, I think if everybody were to think back to say, oh, here's the, here's a word that'll just invoke uh, a picture in your mind, Branch Davidian, right? <laughs> when we're thinking of what occurred yeah, exactly. with David Koresh and what occurred yeah. in Waco, Texas, and the fiery um, ending of that particular, uh, you know, cult sect, those were things that he had said um, that lured people in. Right. And so when we have these types of markers, that it is not God-focused. It is not Christ-focused. If right. there is something that says Jesus is not the only Son of God, or that Jesus himself is not the Son yes. of God, or that he's just yes. man and will never come again, we need to be mindful of this, because these are lies that are purported in our society by people, uh, and ultimately, you know, we're talking about power and control, Power and control right. is where, right. you know, this stuff rests. And so this Pew right. Research um, document and, and the study that they have placed out, which is that 9 in 10 describe themselves as Christians, we need to be mindful of what that means because right. the belief systems that are attached with the moniker of Christian can vary, and when they are usurped and taken by legitimate sectarian cult organizations, we see danger for the Christian. And we really, really, really need to, as Christians, be aware yeah. that people who identify as Christians, uh, the vast majority are not Christians. They just don't know any better. They've been told, and they do not know the truth. So when I hear somebody say, well, we're a Christian, I mean, even in the anchors classes that we have <clears throat> around the country, and and to ask the, the students coming in, how many of you identify as a Christian? And most of their hands go up. And then you hear their testimony. So what makes you a Christian? Which is a great question to ask people. And they'll say, well, I just grew up that way. Okay. Uh, uh, but, but this idea of Christian by association is not Christ. It's an individual uh, commitment, belief in Jesus to follow him and, and, and to believe that he died and rose again. And, and uh, Steve, I can't tell you how many people are lost because of that. They have been told that they're a Christian because they're a nice person, and we as Christians uh, who, who know the truth and have been set free, 
We need to go out and we need to live out our faith, but be ready and prepared to give the reason for the hope that we have. Yeah. Because so many people are deceived. And I'll tell you, it is awful, the number of cults out there. Well, you know, where this ultimately (laughs) leads, if you are tuning in right now and you are hearing this conversation and some of these things are setting off alarm bells or they're they're words that maybe or philosophies that maybe you are hearing within your church, this is what you must know, that you are created in the image of God. He knew you before you were even placed into your mother's womb. There's a plan and a purpose for your life, and you will not find that within the context of these false religions. God created you. He loves you. He longs for you. Scripture tells us that he so loved you, so loved the world that he gave his only son, that each of us, whoever believes in him, should have eternal life and not perish. But the very fact is, some of these things that you're hearing are levied against you because of how bad you are. Well, guess what? There is no distinction. Scripture tells us that every single one of us, we are but sinners. We fall short of the glory of God, every single one of us. And this is the importance that you've got to understand, that sin is death, Eternal life comes right. through Jesus Christ. He is Lord. He is your Savior. God demonstrates this, yeah. that even though even though in our sinful state, he still sent his son to die for us. The work right. of the cross is what becomes the pivotal action, and it's right. nothing that we do. This is what God did for you individually by his grace. We have to trust and surrender. And it says in scriptures in in Romans 10 that if we confess with our mouth, if we say this, that Jesus is Lord, and we believe it in our heart that God was raised from the dead, that Christ was raised from the dead, we confess that we will be saved. There is a heart that we have to believe, and he has given us that. Now, the assurance is that whoever will call upon his name of the Lord is going to be saved. This is the good news. Mm -hmm. So if you're hearing this in your church, if this is resonating you, if you are thinking to yourself right now, wait a minute, I don't even think that I am saved. Maybe I never, maybe this is what I've believed is not true Christendom. It is not God's plan of salvation. Then you need to do this. If you would, pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I have turned and I have sinned against you. Father, I am sorry. Father, there are things that I have believed, that I have adopted, that I have lived out that were directly against you. And so, Lord, I ask that you would forgive me. Father, I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died upon the cross for my sin and that you did raise him to life. And I want Mm -hmm. to trust him as the Lord and Savior of my life. Lord, guide me away from my sin. Let me follow you so that I can fulfill that plan that you have for my life. And Lord, we thank you for this gift of salvation. By grace alone, I repent of my ways and I turn to you and I trust in you alone. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed that, 
my goal and prayer throughout the day is that you will find people that God will put into your path who will lead you away from these false lies, the things of the world that have been instructed to you that have only one place, death and eternal separation from our Lord and Savior and God creator Elohim. That is not the place we want to be. And through relationship with Jesus Christ, we are saved. And so I will pray that throughout my day for each one of you. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life.